0: Hi, this is Stay, and I am your host, Takesha August. On this podcast, you'll hear conversations and content dedicated to trust, love, and honoring our intuition. From birth to motherhood, from work to womanhood. Collectively, we will be cultivating peace, joy, confidence, and community. The foundational elements of thriving in a well-lived life and sharing some laughter along the way. Here's to new patterns, healed hearts, and becoming the masters of our own self-preservation. You are invited to stay with your heart, with your body, and with me. Welcome. Hello, friends, and welcome back to STAY. This is your host, Takisha August, and this week I want to talk about um, a space and realm in which I do my own work in primarily. So if you're new here, I am a yoga teacher, an Ayurvedic health coach, and a doula, and so the bulk of my clientele happens to be mothers. I also work with with people who are not mothers, but primarily my clients are um, planning to get pregnant, pregnant, birthing, postpartum, or they fall somewhere along the early motherhood continuum. And so I really wanted to take a moment to address um, the importance of honoring our energetic boundaries Especially as it relates to pregnancy uh, pregnancy birth and uh, the postpartum period. Now, just a caveat, I personally believe that postpartum is forever. Um, but the the earliest or um, the uh, those earlier days of postpartum, you know, between second number one and maybe your children, are in um, elementary school, so developmental years, maybe up until nine years postpartum. Um, And I think it's so important for us to consider this, especially in this day and age where at the time of this recording, we are in year three of a global pandemic. Um, Our trans children are being attacked (laughs) in uh, Texas, uh, which is disgusting in and of itself and a whole nother conversation. Um, and also there is war happening across on the other side of the world, um, in Russia, between Russia and, uh, Ukraine. And there are so many other things happening just globally. You turn on the news, you hear about things, you hear about wars, you hear about rumors of wars, you hear about people being attacked, You hear about black bodies being killed. You hear about women's women's rights being um, unvalued, undervalued, not valued at all. And yet the other aspects of life are still happening. If you happen to be planning to get pregnant or you are pregnant or somewhere along that motherhood continuum, you are also using a large portion of your energetic reservoir to maintain and sustain life outside of your own. And so what do we do when it's so important to protect our energetic boundaries and our energetic legacies that we are actively knitting and stitching together that we're passing on to our unborn children, our children that are here even as they are outside of our bodies. How do we protect that energetic boundary? Because there's always going to be something happening in the world. There's always going to be devastation. There's always going to be something that pulls at our hearts and rips us into multiple pieces as we agonize and grieve and cry and seek out ways to support our brothers and sisters in humanity across the world. And how do we do that without harming ourselves with, so that we can have the kind of energy and focus and drive and motivation to also make space for joy, for peace, for inspiration, and not completely fall off the map as, as a template for our children to also craft their own lives for. This is really about generational health and uh, and the role that we play in it as birthing people, as mothers, as parents. And so one way to honor our energetic boundaries in this early stage along the motherhood continuum is to always be checking in with yourself. So this might seem very simple. This might seem very like, well, duh, check in with myself. Like, what does that even mean? But checking in with yourself even more often than usual. And here's what I mean. So am I breathing? So many times you may find that you are holding your breath because maybe you're focused on something, you're, you're thinking about something, you're watching the news, you're watching social media, And when we're so focused on other tasks, we can hold our breath. Our breath is one of the functions of our bodies. Um, It's actually the only function of our body that is both voluntary and involuntary. Now, voluntary in the sense that you can only hold your breath, but so long before your body forces yourself to stay alive and you take another breath, right? But you can control. You can hold your breath for several seconds, we can train ourselves to hold our breath for longer seconds, especially in the world of people who are in like deep sea diving, um, and and you know people who have the capacity that lung capacity. Maybe they're singers or performers in some realm, and so that's something that we can train. We can train our capacity for our breath, right? So, asking yourself several times a day okay, am I breathing? This might even require you to schedule time, call it meditation, call it self check-in, call it breathing time. But just to notice and to pause for maybe even just two minutes, two minutes a few times a day to take full deep breaths in and full exhalations out. Another way to honor your energetic boundaries is to decide when you are going to check in with your phone, with your devices, with your computer. So it's super helpful and useful if you sleep with your phone in another part of the house, plugged in maybe in another room, in the kitchen, in your office, in a closet, whatever, so that when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you're not reaching for is your phone. If you happen to to need to have your phone close by, um, like I tend to always sleep with my phone next to me, because there's always a baby to be born or some someone that needs to connect with me if I am on call, if I have a pregnant person that I'm working with in real time, which is pretty often. And so, if that is the case, maybe uh, putting your phone on airplane mode, making it so that your your dimmer is all the way down um making the decision that when you do look at your phone in the morning maybe you only check the time maybe you only check you know your text messages or something else so that you have that boundary locked into your mind because what can happen is you can wake up grab your phone look at the time and then decide you want to look at Instagram for instance and with all of these things happening in the world now and these are things that have been happening in the world for decades and centuries, but with our access to social media and media in general, we are able to see things that we would have otherwise just heard about or read about in a paper or not even known about at all. And so there's this constant diluge of, of information that can just hit you right in the face before you've had an opportunity to fully welcome your full self into the day. So I want to encourage you to set that boundary with yourself and then to even set a time. Okay, I'm not going to look at my phone, uh, social media, or the news on television until 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning, or whatever. And when I do, I'm only going to check in for X number of minutes. All right. This also goes for communicating with people outside of your household. So of course, if you live with other humans, it can be a challenge to decide when you're going to start interacting with these other humans, right? Especially if these humans are small humans. Actually, I can't even say that. If you've got a partner who also happens to be a male partner, um, he might connect with you, um, you know, before you have even opened your eyes in the morning, maybe he's asking questions, maybe he's lost a thing, maybe you um, help him get ready for whatever part of his day needs to happen. So, the people inside of your house, you usually pretty, you know, we're, we're pretty used to that, right? But sometimes it's the people outside of our house, like maybe your mom or your friends or your sisters, people that have their own lives happening outside of the realm of your existence on a regular basis. Okay. So for instance, I always like to use myself as as an example. I know that there are certain members of my family that I cannot talk to before I've had, um, you know, my cup of tea in the morning or before I've had my morning practice or even before I've um, had any creative time. So for the first, usually between, uh, I drop my son off at school around eight, I get home around 830. So usually between 830 and 10 AM, I am doing a lot of writing unless I have a meeting, but that's usually where I am creating content and being creative, like being creative. So I've got to show up in a particular way for myself or for my clients, but that is when I am creating from my creative center my inspiration. I like to be tapped in. It's my creative expression. Um, for me, of course, it's writing or even recording this podcast usually happens in the morning time, especially if it's a solo episode like this one is. And so if there are if I talk to certain people before that time, before I am able to expel that energy and that focus, I will be completely thrown off. I will be exhausted. Right, Because those particular people, they tend to have a lot of things going on, maybe a lot of drama, a lot of, um, a lot of conversation that's going to pull at my energy center and, and, um, and focus so that usually after those conversations, I need to go and sit down for about 20 to 30 minutes and just breathe. <laughs> and I know I'm not alone in um, having those kinds of people where you do tend to have to set those energetic boundaries with. If you happen to be pregnant at the time of this, of you listening to this, it's super important for you to protect yourself from the people who might have a lot of opinion. Um, So say you're really excited about a milestone in your pregnancy, or um, maybe you've just, you know, put together your birth team, you're super excited, you've decided that you're gonna have a home birth or hospital birth or a birth center birth or whatever. There will always be those people who like to insert their opinion without you asking. And so if that is your experience or your circumstance, it may be necessary for you to start conversations with, hey, I'm going to share this with you and I've already made my decision and I'd really appreciate if you have any feedback that is outside of being positive that you keep that to yourself. It's so okay to set the kind of boundaries that will conserve your energy, your joy, your excitement, and your focus. Now, what do we do when there is so much in the world that's happening that is pulling at our heart centers and we want to extend our prayers and our money and our time and our resources in all of these many directions but doing so will exhaust you, exhaust anyone, because there will always be something needing our attention. So the most, um, the thing at the top of my mind right now is, is this war that is happening that has just been waged in the last couple of days. And there are so many places to donate and so many reasons to just be heartbroken by what you're seeing, by what you're hearing. Again, checking in with yourself. Are you breathing? Deciding when you're going to take in this information. And then also be clear about the extent to which you are able and available to extend support. Now, we'd like to think that as humans, we can change things just by thinking about it or, um, you know, sending so much energy in that direction, which as a force, as a collective, I do believe that we can, but we cannot get so full of ourselves as individuals to think, oh my God, I'm going to obsess over this and my obsession is going to change something. It is so important to every major cause that is close to your heart and your soul that you be maintained because you cannot be of service energetically, spiritually, financially, or physically, if you are depleted or you are gone, right? So decide, I'm going to say this again, decide the extent to which you are available, energetically, financially, spiritually, creatively, for these causes, remembering to breathe, and the expression of your advocacy, or energy, when fully expressed because you've set these clear boundaries around what you're available for, can in turn really help to support the cultivation of this new life that you're growing in your body. Again, this is if you're pregnant or this young child that you may be nourishing or nurturing so that you have a full expressive loop of energy that you're not stuffing things in cuz that's where the harm happens that's where the the trauma gets passed on when we hold things in and we feel we feel helpless and oh my god I can't do anything you hold it all in and then that energy has to come out somewhere and if you're holding another person in your body while you're holding in this energy of angst and agony that can cause other issues right and if you are caring for directly a small child, they can feel the shift in your energy and that can impact their energy. And if you have small children, you know this to be true. And so this is so, so, so important. And this is basically me giving you permission to remember yourself. Because as we are in this, this global um, I guess, I, I, I mean, its it's a global war of energy, of effort, of money, of time, of wellness. There's so many battles being fought all across this world. And you must care for yourself. And the extension of your care for yourself will trickle down into the generational wellness and the generational health and well-being of your offspring, of your household, of your family, of your community. But nothing can come from you fully depleting yourself, allowing others to deplete you, allowing others to diminish your joy your capacity for love, for creativity. The world definitely needs you whole now more than ever before. And lastly, as part of this toolkit or these these things that you can do to honor your energetic boundaries, is to invite sensation into your body giving yourself space to feel. Now this can be done in many ways. You can walk, go outside and walk, walk up and down your stairs. You can shake, so like a nervous system, kind of shaking and releasing, literally shaking your arms and legs and your full body. You can do some light cardio. If it's raining outside, you can stand outside in the rain and allow the rain to touch your skin doing something that brings your sensation into your body in real time so that you do not become numb to all the things that are happening around you and your body doesn't feel like it's got to cultivate some new stress response in order to preserve itself. You can be present and you can have peace and there can also be chaos. You can hold multiple truths, but expanding your capacity to hold these things is so important. So that's why these practices are necessary. This breathing, this checking in with ourselves, this setting and maintaining the boundaries, knowing for sure what our boundaries are, our time restraints, you know, when we're going to expose ourselves to people or media or environments. And then also allowing things to move in and through and out of our bodies. These are things that we must do every day. And this is how we do the work. To continuously show up for ourselves, for others, and for the things that mean the most to us as we cultivate and craft and knit these legacies in real time that will extend forever and ever. So thank you as always for sharing your time, your space, your energy and your ears with me during this episode, during this time. I'd love to hear what you'd like to hear more from, from me. We've got a great collection of guests coming up very, very soon, but I really wanted to spend a few weeks connecting with you on my own. If you do happen to be pregnant I made this incredible toolbox for you. It's called the Thriving Pregnancy Toolkit. And it's comprised of some really great goodies to support you. Absolutely free. My gift to you. I'll place the link for that in the show notes. Um, It's got a nourishment guidebook. It's got a prenatal yoga sequence for all trimesters. It's got uh, your birth preferences checklist. So if you're trying to figure out what your birth preferences are, um, there's a checklist there for you. And then there's also a sound healing and meditation to help support your nervous system during your pregnancy and well into postpartum. So I hope that you find that useful and supportive to you. And of course, there is the stay and practice guide. If you do not happen to be pregnant or in a mothering body, this guide is for you to support you, your practice in staying with yourself in meditation in presence, in thought and creativity. So I'll place the link for both of those things in the show notes. And uh, maybe if you've got some questions, you can just shoot me an email at info at August.com um, And I'd love to hear what you think about these episodes, what you'd love to hear from me, who you'd like to hear from. And I look forward to sharing some more time, words, effort, and breath with you again very, very soon. Take care.